Hi, and welcome to our podcast, Best Friends and Their Books. I'm Tracy, and I'm here with my co-host and my best friend, Shelby. Shelby. We joined Bookstagram and this book platform this month, and we feel so welcomed and excited to be in this community and to talk about our favorite things and our favorite books and to be doing it together as best friends that live across the country from each other. Um so we're just really excited to be here and to talk to you about our book of the month, which is Such a Fun Age by Kylie Reed. Yay. Um, so we're going to start by just kind of going over what the book is about um, and then just giving kind of like our like a general overview um, and then kind of talk a little bit about some of the books that we've read this month other than our book of the month um, and what books we're excited for on Feb- for February. And then we're going to get into a couple of structured questions for our book of the month, Such a Fun Age. So I'm going to read the Goodreads description because I feel like it just details the book very well, probably a little bit, bit better than my own words. So let's see, where is it? Such a Fun Age is a striking and surprising debut novel from an exhilarating new voice. Such a Fun Age is a page-turning and big-hearted story about race and privilege set around a young Black babysitter, her well-intentioned employer, and a surprising connection that threatens to undo them both. Alex Chamberlain is a woman who gets what she wants, and she has made a living with her confidence-driven brand, showing other women how to do the same. So she is shocked when her babysitter, Amira Tucker, is confronted while watching the Chamberlain's toddler one night walking the aisles of their local high-end supermarket. The store's security guard, seeing a young black woman out late with a white child, accuses Amira of kidnapping two-year-old Briar. A small crowd gathers, a bystander films everything, and Amira is furious and humiliated. Alex resolves to make things right, but Amira herself is aimless, broke, and wary of Alex's desire to help. At 25, she's about to lose her health insurance and has no idea what to do with her life. When the video of Amira unearths someone from Alex's past, both women find themselves on a crash course that will upend everything they think they know about themselves and each other. With empathy and piercing social commentary, Such a Fun Age explores the stickiness of transactional relationships, what it means to make someone family, and complicated and the complicated reality of being a grown-up. It is a searing debut for our times. Very So, great, Tracy... Yeah. <laughs> that's a very great description like it brought up a lot of things I had forgotten and kind of brought to light things I didn't even think about like what it means to make someone family because in my eyes you're my family um so just like just kind of things I didn't think about while reading the book yeah um my overall thoughts of the book I really liked it like I thought it was such a good book I felt like the author really like she made it so easy to read such like a hard topic like sometimes you know when it's like a harder topic um it's just kind of hard to read in general like it's very serious but she made it very very kind of like light for a hard topic and I loved the way that she included like dialogue that was like realistic between all the friends and yeah between the two main characters and everything it made it very interesting to follow along yeah I really enjoyed too that it was from two different perspectives like you saw both of their perspectives while they're it helped 
kind of resonate with both, even though there seemed to me that there was someone that was in the right and someone that was in the wrong, but you still kind of felt for both characters in the book where necessarily if it was written from one perspective, you wouldn't have. Yeah, exactly. I like that too. Um, We saw that we saw why Alex um, was kind of the way that she was. And we got like a little bit of her background growing up later, like in towards like the middle to end of the book. Yeah. Um, and we kind of understood why Amira was hired in the first place. Um, yeah. Whether which it be right I feel or like wrong. towards the end of the book. Yeah. Sorry. I feel like towards the end of the book, like it kind of, it definitely made Alex like the villain. Like yeah. we kind of could tell like throughout, like, you know, she's, kind of just like but you wanted her like white suburban mom yeah because you heard her story like I in my opinion like I wanted her to come out and do the right thing and be to see someone do yeah because you see someone that is white grows up privileged and has these certain opinions like you always want someone to change when they grow and so Mm -hmm. like I had this like hope for her throughout the book that she was doing the work and she was going to do this change um and she wouldn't be the villain um and you just realize that she like backtracks yeah basically with everything yeah so I saw actually a lot of people um that reviewed this book didn't like the ending how she kind of ended up making herself the villain but I actually thought that that was done on purpose because it is very realistic like yeah it's not always like happy ending with stuff like this and like it just made it kind of real how Amira like nothing was really resolved with like Amira and Alex's relationship yeah it's just who Alex was and Alex wasn't going to change you know yeah and that's so true most likely for these these situations as well as just like a lot of situations in your life like people don't necessarily change and that's just like something yeah a theme you have to accept as you grow that you know people are who they are um some people do change and that's wonderful but you have to accept some people don't. I also liked the ending that it wasn't like this like romance story that ended up well either. Like it was very realistic yeah. that like, I don't remember his name. Um, Kelly? Kelly, yeah, Kelly. He was also like, you know, it was kind of Kelly. Still the same person. <laughs> versus Alex. And they both ended up being the same people. And I'm just so proud of Amira that she accepted that. And she moved on yeah. and she wasn't like lost in these people's like, apologies and their glamour and whatever they had to offer her that she was a you know well enough woman that she you know moved on with her life away from these people that weren't good for her and that just like made me really really admire her because a lot of people have a hard time doing that yeah I really liked Amira as the main character I liked how she didn't like the author didn't make her like this like big huge hero like she had like regular everyday people problems that she was just trying to like resolve all while having the background of her boss yeah being the way she is (laughs) yeah yeah it felt like such a normal story that probably happens so frequently in America and I liked that it just got brought to light in the way that it did and the way that it was written this normal story with these normal-ish people and the way it was written was so well that you followed along so heavily and so invested in this story that just seems kind of like normal struggles, normal things. This really heavy topic that's not so normal was brought to light within all of it. And it just, 
yeah it really resonated so a little off topic but i wanted to discuss um what other books you have read this month and then we'll go into the more structured questions um so i know you had a very busy month with reading so go ahead and tell us everything that you've read yeah so basically i'm obsessed with colleen hoover um so anything that she writes, I can read in a few days. So it's been a busy month, but I can't put down her books. So it makes it so much easier to like fly past. So I read Heartbones by Colleen. I read Layla. That was, that was crazy. That was the craziest one that I read from <laughs> that her. That was crazy. <laughs> and I did not think I would finish because I was terrified in bed by myself at night. Um, thank you for your advice. Were both of those five stars? Yeah, anything. I've never read anything from her that I don't think I've given a five star. Ugly Love was probably my least favorite, but I still give it a five star because it was still beautifully written. Um, but I Layla, gave November nine a three star. What? Oh my god, I read that this month too, <laughs> <laughs> and I loved it. Like I loved like the intensity of the story changing. I loved like her being like the ugly duckling in reverse, where she was beautiful and then became this like you know. Um, like starstruck, ugly actress. I just like loved all the themes and I just loved, I don't know. And I also kind of liked how she brought characters over from Ugly Love into November 9. So that was, yeah, that that, was cool. Yeah, that kind of took me by stock shock because I didn't know she did that. Um, so I, I anything by Colleen Hoover, like I'm going to obsess over it. I'm going to read it in a couple days because like, I physically cannot put those books down. But then I also read The Love Hypothesis, which also really loved. It was went kind of viral and I was very hesitant because I'm not usually into like the super romanticized books, but it was really great. And then I read Sex and Vanity. I loved Kevin Kwan for his um, Crazy Rich Asian series and I loved the movie so much. So I thought I would love him, but then I just wasn't that much of a fan. But I pushed, I pushed through it. I finished yeah. it. It was okay, but Layla, Layla took my breath away this month. Honestly, like that, I, <laughs> I cannot stop thinking about it. And I want to tell everyone and their mom to read that book because I was so skeptical. And I love books when you like get halfway through and you're just like, no, this is insane, or or this is horrible, or this is whatever, and you have such strong feelings, and then it completely changes your mind. Like those are my favorite books, and so I was just. Really yeah, I'm glad you pushed through on that one because I really wanted you to get to the end. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that one's a weird one. <laughs> but, but literally all of her books, I'm such like a, I predict everything. I'm like, oh, this is so predictable. This is so predictable. Movies, books, anything. That book, all of her books. I'm just like, that is not predictable. Like I would never have guessed that in a million yeah. years. Like she is so talented, and I'm just such a fan. What about you? What did you read this month? This month, I started out with Reckless Girls by Rachel Hawkins. Um, it's set like on a uh, stranded island. It's kind of like a mystery thriller. Oh, I loved it. I, I am seeing wait. everywhere that people don't like it, though. What? But I was like, I was obsessing over it. Like, I thought it was so good. So then since I was on that high, I decided <laughs> to read another one of Rachel Hawkins' books, um, The Wife Upstairs. Um which was also really good. Apparently it's a like remake of the book Jane Eyre, which I have never read before. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people are saying that's what it's based off of. Um, it was predictable. Like, I yeah. mean, just from the title alone, like 
the wife is upstairs. Like, that's not a spoiler. Like, the wife is upstairs. Um, but I thought it was good. It just wasn't as good as the other Rachel Hawkins book I read. So, yeah. Reckless Girls, I gave a five. The Wife Upstairs, I gave a four. Both mm-hmm. still really good, though. Then I read our book of the month, Such a Fun Age, um, which we're going to talk about and share our both of our reviews. Um, after that, I read a, like, memoir-style book. Um, it's called Next Level Basic by Saucy Schroeder. She's on the reality TV show Vanderpump Rules, which I'm obsessed with. Um, and actually, this one is kind of funny because I ordered this one online through the bookstore, and um, I went to go pick it up in person because I, like, didn't know where to find this book at Barnes & Noble. <laughs> And I didn't want to have to ask one of the employees where <laughs> the book called Next Level Basics, the definitive <laughs> basic bitch handbook was. So I ordered online and I went to self-checkout or not self-checkout. What's it called? The um, Just like the help desk or whatever at Barnes yeah. & Noble. And they can't find my book anywhere. And I'm like, I have the text message. I have, I have the um, order number. Do you want the order number? And he was like, what's the name of the book? And I was like, <laughs> um, I don't remember. It's by <laughs> Saucy I was like, um, it's by Saucy Schroeder, as if this older man knows who this reality star is. And then I was like, um, it's called Next Level Basic. And then he's like on his radio, like talking to people like, do you guys have Next Level Basic up at the front? And I'm like, this is exactly not what I wanted. Garbage. But anyways, <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, wasn't really that big a fan of it. Um, I gave it three stars. It was just very much like Stassi going over what her favorite things in life and what her least favorite things in life are. And I kind of so thought it was going to be more basic about her life. <laughs> like the title said so it, it all. was you okay. Should, you should have known. Huh? The title said it I all. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. I really wanted like an easy read. I don't know. And it was... This is okay. I don't know. She's actually, she just announced like two days ago, she's having another book come out, I think in April of this year. Hmm. So I don't know if I'm going to read that one yet, but we'll see. We'll see. And then I read The Night She Disappeared by Lisa Jewell. That's the first Lisa Jewell book I have read, but apparently she is very popular. This one was so good. It was a little tiny bit too long. I think it was 400 pages. It really could have been like 325, 350 I'm being honest, but it was a really good, like, mystery thriller. Like, I was hooked the entire time. Like, I was at work um, just thinking about when I get to go home and read to figure out what happened. Love <laughs> and those. then right now I'm reading um, a memoir by Emily, uh, I don't know how to say her last name, Emily Radajowski, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called My Body. She's a model I really don't know anything about her I just thought that the topic sounded interesting <laughs> and so far it's good I'm about halfway through I'll probably finish it tomorrow or Monday awesome and that's all I read this month <laughs> right what's your goal for 2022 my oh my, my headphone popped out oh, no. sorry my headphone popped out um my goodreads goal is 36 so that averages about three books per month. I don't really like to give myself super hard goals um, with reading because I kind of just like to do it for fun and not feel like it's homework. Yeah. Like I'm definitely going to read more than 36 books, but it definitely like, I don't want to feel pressure to read because if I feel pressure, then I won't do it. (laughs) (laughs) 
So I'm the I went opposite. To like, I'm literally the opposite. I'm like, if I set myself for 55, I will feel pressured and I will have to commit to that. <laughs> like, but oh, really? Yeah. I just, I want to, I want reading to still always be fun for me. So I just, yeah, for sure. No pressure. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I read what, 10 books last year. Last year was a really hard year for me. So that's probably why. But hoping to double that. I want to do 22 again for 2022 but I've already gotten to set almost seven so yeah I think that I'll far surpass that but I didn't want to like, like you said like I usually am like oh I have to set this goal super high so I'll complete it but I'm going easy yeah. as my first year back in like hardcore reading that's not a textbook so mm-hmm. I mean I've already like I normally do like a book a week is my normal and so far for January I read six so I'm already kind of oh that's great you know a little ahead so that gives me some wiggle room if I end up being busy later in the year or something because January is such a good month to just like catch up on yeah books and things that you want to read because most places well like I know where I live it's just cold you don't really want to do anything so yeah January is hard for me because I started school again um but I um, am super excited about my Kindle because it makes it so much easier to read. Cause like when yeah. I'm like watching TV with my kids are watching or when they're playing or something where I can't necessarily like be holding a book while like cuddling them or, you know, like just like the logistics of like holding a book and reading a book when I'm yeah. on my Kindle, it's kind of this, like as big as my phone. So I can just like easily read while I'm doing other things and I can carry around the house. Or it's just helped me a lot the past few months read more than I've wanted to. More, not more than I want to, but like more than I have carrying around yeah. like a physical book. So I'm excited to see what that can, and the Kindle, like the way it gauges what I'm reading. I'm like, oh, it's only five more minutes of this chapter. Like I have five minutes right now. So I just like, am, I don't know. I pace myself much better on a Kindle. So. Yeah. But I have I so I would, many like physical that. books. Like I always go to the store and buy physical books. <laughs> so it's like this battle between myself that wants to buy physical books because I love looking at them and having them. And my actual reader self that likes reading more on a Kindle. So yeah, I've never read on the Kindle. So I think I would like it. I think I would read faster. But I also like really like having the book because I like seeing my bookshelf like get, you know, bigger and bigger and stuff like that. I think you should try it. I got my Kindle on sale. I think I got the like the tiniest one. It's like the paper white. I got it for 50 bucks on Amazon sale. And it was it's been the best investment. So I think I think kind of both, you know, I like Mm -hmm. I like having both. I like to switch up. If I've just read one of my Kindle, then I find one on the bookshelf that I want to read. So like, I kind of like switching up or if I'm like, oh, I want to read one like really fast right now. Then I just pick up my Kindle or if I'm traveling, the Kindle's great. Cause I usually pack like a few books on a trip yeah. or something. So it's just like, it's just convenient. So. Um, so are you looking forward to any specific books for February? Yes. Or? I am so <laughs> Of course, I just said how much I love Colleen Hoover, but I am so excited for reminders of him. Like, I can't contain myself because I think about it all day and all night because I want to start reading the book so bad. Happens, I'm excited too. Yeah, it happens to be our book that we selected for February. Beyond excited because I would have read <laughs> <Go> it. <figure. laughs> but I would have read it in January, but you made me wait for February. <laughs> so, well, we already picked our January book. Otherwise, I'm. We, if we planned differently, we should have made that one a January book, but yeah. it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. The anticipation is making me probably going to like the book more because the anticipation is killing me and it'll make me like 
probably rate it higher because I'll be so thrilled. I'll probably read it in two days. And I never read books in less than a few days. So Yeah. Very excited. Um, I definitely want to read that one. Um, and then where's the other one that I want to read? I have it up on my Goodreads. Where is it though? Oh, my husband, Justin, is making me read next month. You can't hurt me or you can't hurt me. Oh, yeah, you're telling Yeah, he just read it. He's not that into books, so I've been trying to suggest books for him that he will like, so he'll fall in love with reading again. Um, And so I picked that one for him first, and he read it in a few days, and so I'm so proud of him. But now he thinks it's the only book that exists in the world, and that <laughs> like, I have to read it, too. Like, he's, like, so into me reading it. So I'm excited to read it because I've heard a lot of good things about it, but also for us to connect on a book for once because we don't really do that yeah i tried to get my boyfriend josh to read um educated last year but he didn't quite make it through he only got to like the beginning and i was like this is one that i think you'll really like you'll really like this one did you read that one no i haven't it's on my list that i want to you should definitely read it it was so good um there's another one that i'm really excited for that's more of a like nonfiction book as well it's called cultish oh yeah um and I don't know why. I just think that's going to be really interesting. Like, I've obviously never been a part of a cult. I am curious about how the minds and everything work for people that are involved in cults. I just think it's going to be, like, a really interesting read. Yeah. Um, and then there was a new book by Lucy Foley. Um, she wrote The Guest List, which I read last year. Yeah. It was pretty good. This one is called The Paris Apartment. So it's just, like, a mystery thriller Obviously, you can tell, but yeah. I think that one's coming out in February too. I'm excited for that. I have the guest and then list. Then we'll see where else the month leads me. Yeah, I have the guest list on my TBR, um, so I'm excited for that. But I like, I think I like the style of her writing so far, what I've heard. So I think we'll all like both yeah. of those. So shall we get into some of our more like structured questions for such a fun age? We shall. Let's do it. All right. What are your general thoughts about the book? Did you like it or dislike it? I feel like we kind of already answered this and we kind of already both said that we like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but did you have anything else that you wanted to elaborate on? No, I I definitely liked the book. I, I definitely um it's hard because I feel like when I come off of books that I thoroughly enjoy like Colleen Hoover because it's like I can't put it down <laughs> when I find a book I like can put down it just doesn't hold its weight um mm -hmm. so that was my only thing like I feel like it could have added there could have been additives like I just feel like it could have had more could have had more I don't know what that more is at the moment but just like I needed a little bit more at some points like I felt like it was kind of slow um, but I really did enjoy it. I liked the characters. The ending pissed me off while reading it. But now that we're discussing it, I understand and have accepted it. But in the moment, I kind of was upset. Yeah. Wait, why did it piss you off? Just because like there wasn't like, like a hero or like, yeah. it didn't change basically. Yeah, it was just kind of like, yeah. these, these are shitty people. And then like, Amira was just kind of in her same shitty situation. It's like, well, like this, like this isn't yeah. happy ending, even for her. Like it wasn't like she went on and became this hero. Look like a little bit better. Yeah, like a little but... bit better. And I'm I'm proud of her and I loved her like reading her story, but it just kind of upset me because I was like, wow, all that for this. You know? Yeah. 
And I, I just want, yeah, I wanted more. I like, you And I, I fell for Alex in so many parts of the books where I'm like, she has such potential to do good. She has so much potential to do the work. She has so much potential for X, Y, Z. And she didn't, she yeah. fell flat. And that falling flat just made me upset. And then, then I got pissed off. I get that. I get that. I think, I think I liked it more than you did. I think so. Because, <laughs> I mean, as you'll hear at the end, I definitely rated it a little bit higher than Tracy, but I did like it a lot. Um, I just thought it was, the writing was just very good. I really yeah. enjoyed this author's writing. I need to figure out if she's written anything else because I will be interested in probably reading that as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, do you have any thoughts on like the meaning of the title before you read it versus after you read it? Cause I do. <laughs> oh, that's a good, that's a really good question. So before I read it, I definitely thought about my kids. I resonated because like, Oh, such a fun age. Whenever I think of such a fun age, I think of children, which the book does. It has a lot of meaning of that. Um, but now that I read it, you know, it kind of resonates also with Amira's age. Like, yeah because like she's she's in such a special age growing into this into her womanhood and her adulthood in between this kind of like adolescent-ish job as a nanny into trying to finding her her spot where she's gonna like grow her career um and there is a lot of fun although there was a lot of tragedy and hardship in this for her there is a lot of fun in that age as well so I kind Mm -hmm. of like see it for her side now especially because like in the description of the book it's like 26 you you're off your parents insurance or you're off you know this insurance and so that was such a huge thing in the book and I do want to think about that a little bit because it's so sad that in America we determine our value and or our jobs value off of the benefits that it provides us in health insurance and that is so minor to so many other countries in the world because it's just socially provided for them um so this is such a loved her job like baby I mean besides her boss being kind of a weirdo she loved the child that she was babysitting like she would have kept it probably if it wasn't for her health insurance yeah and that's so incredibly sad and I think about that in so many instances where so many like these you know young adults in America like basing their career off of their health insurance like it just yeah and like I being someone that went from my mom's health insurance to my husband's like that's something I've never thought of so when this was like presented as a problem to her just like it hurt my heart. Like I was like, wow, that's like what you're choosing your career off of. That doesn't seem right. And that, I feel like that hinders so many people from following their passions because of something as silly as health insurance. So. Yeah, that's true. I, um, definitely when I first saw the title, I thought it was talking about such a fun age as in like children too. Like I knew it was about like a nanny and like the child. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was going to be kind of like more, about the child's age I guess yeah um and then after reading it I was like oh no I I feel like they're talking about Amira's age actually and how going from like post-college to the adult world is kind of actually not a fun age sometimes like I feel like such a fun age sounds a little bit like sarcastic like the author is like saying that in a sarcastic way like oh this is such a fun age like because she's actually going through so much kind of hard times like she's comparing her she's the same age as all of her friends but her friends are in different positions like the Mm -hmm. one friend I'm sorry I can't remember the name but she has her own apartment um she just got her job that was making x amount of dollars and Amira was like like comparing herself to her friends and like 
I feel like that's like what a lot of people do when they're in that age group. Like you're trying to find your footing yeah, you in f- the world. You feel like you after have college to be at this like, like certain spot in your life. Like you're like, oh, I have to be here. Cause when you're in college, you plan out like the next five years. I'm going to be here. I'm going to be doing there. And so, yeah, you're, you're kind not- of on the same page as most of your friends in college. Like you're like, oh, we're all taking four or five classes. Oh, we're all working an evening job. But like when you get out, it's like, oh, so and so got hired at this like, yeah, big law firm. Like, I'm still working in a restaurant. Like, you know, it's like very, yeah, it's not a fun age. <laughs> like looking back, now that thought we're like that. so many years post, you know, well, five, 10 years post that I'm like, that was such a fun <laughs> age. Because whenever you look back on something, you think you glamorize it much more than when you're in that instance. So now yeah. with me at home on a Friday night watching Ozarks with two kids in bed, like I'm like, oh, well, that fun age of me clubbing with my friends was so fun. But yeah, totally. Yeah. Okay. So how did you picture the three main characters? Like what actresses or celebrities would play them in a film or movie? Like you can, you, you can do just looks wise, like just how you picture them if you want. Yeah. I have a hard time because I typically just make up people that I don't know in my mind versus like a celebrity, someone that I like know what they look like. But I thinking about who I pictured now, I'd say that I think Amira was like a young Alicia Keys, like very mm-hmm. beautiful. And honestly, her personality too, because I feel like Alicia Keys is just very like, I don't know. I just laid imagine, back. yeah, laid back and just like poised and just, <clears throat> and then I think I would picture Alex as like a Margot Robbie, like superficial looking kind of just blonde woman. Yeah. I, um, Amira reminded me of, like, a mixture of, like, Zendaya and Willow Smith. I like that a lot. I know. Like, I would cast one of those two if they were playing Amira in a movie. Um, and then for Alex, I chose Kristen Bell. And I don't really know why, because I don't really know very much about Kristen Bell, so I don't think their personalities align at all. Mm -hmm. But I just was, like, imagining some, like, blonde like skinny like pretty yeah. woman <laughs> i hate that you do um, me like that, that because people have told me before that chris they i remind them of kristen bell like my personality so i'm gonna, oh. I'm gonna <laughs> nix that in the butt but <laughs> but i can see like looks wise yeah and then for kelly i kind of pictured him as the actor that plays in the vampire diaries um not ian Summerholder or whatever his name is yeah but the other one the one with like the short hair his name is paul wesley yeah and i think i just pictured kelly as kind of just like this like normal build tall like brown short hair just plain looking guy yeah basic and that was about it (laughs) yeah i agree with that one yeah basic basic um what were your thoughts when you read the grocery store scene i was just so angry um and hurt um just every single person in that scene besides briar and um crap i'm blanking on her name amir Amir, yeah i just i just felt like (laughs) Everyone else in that scene was just did something horribly wrong and just was just like I was just dumbfounded by how it was handled. 
Yeah, I just like don't see why the woman who reported to the security, why she couldn't just mind her own business. Like, yeah, I mean, like, yeah, in the book, they describe Amira as wearing kind of like club outfits or whatever. And like, that's like a little weird outfit to wear to the grocery store. Yeah. But she didn't know that she was going to be going to the grocery store. And the woman that reported her to the security guard literally could have just maybe like asked her a question, which then again is kind of also like an invasion of privacy in itself too. Like, so I think really the only time you really need to bring something up to the security guard at the grocery store is if the person looks like they're on drugs or if they're drunk in there with a child, like otherwise just kind of mind your own business. Like I just felt very frustrated for Amira that she was being questioned by the security guard the way she was. Mm -hmm. And then this woman that passed her who was nice to her to her face yeah, that, and then reported her to the security guard afterwards. It was really messed up. That really upset me. And then I was mad at Peter, Alex's husband, for not, like, running to her rescue. Like, yeah, you know, it kind of just seemed like he didn't really, like, care very much. Yeah, he or did. he did, but, like, he wasn't like, he oh, my God, understand. I need to see her. Nothing like that had ever happened to him before. So he just had no idea the severity or the embarrassment or any of the emotions that she would have been going through in that situation because he could never understand that. And I get, like, the woman, like, I understand I've had gut feelings before where something just doesn't quite seem right. And as a mom, where there's a child involved, like, my gut is, like, super sensitive. So I can totally see where this woman could have felt something was off. But if mm-hmm. she would not engage in a conversation and done some work herself, if that's because she felt that way and she could have done something to like figure out the situation a little bit more, then she could have like just gone about her business. You know, if she would have just asked a couple questions instead of just being this fake poser Karen, um, I just feel like it could have been resolved. And for the security yeah. guard, that's not an official officer who is like literally just like a wannabe cop who is doing like, this basic job I just feel like he took his job too seriously and just went overboard and didn't like that how that was handled either and also Kelly 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 was there videotaping it what was he doing could he not have stepped in could he not have done something more I don't know his his part Kelly wanted to be a hero that his part of the process didn't make me feel thrilled either yeah I kind of felt like he was like excited that he like yeah caught it on camera in a way like yeah he literally just wanted to be a hero yeah um how did alex and amira's relationship make you feel at any point or stage in the book every single stage i was uncomfortable like i don't think there was a single conversation that they had that i was like oh that was great no everything was awful and i just felt for amira the entire time and respected her. Yeah. Every single conversation I felt at the end of it, I respected her because she acted in ways that I felt like I couldn't have acted myself. Like she was just always the be- the bigger person, and that was really respectful. Yeah, I would definitely say that Alex and Amira's relationship made me feel really uncomfortable. Mostly, obviously, on Alex's end. Like Amira acted just the way she probably should have. You know, she was there for her as the babysitter. She took great care of the child, and she kind of put up a little bit with Alex's bullshit just to make give like a happy face type of thing which sometimes like you do in jobs unfortunately yeah um but Alex just always kind of like took it one step further and I don't know she was a very weird character for me like I wanted her to just stop (laughs) (laughs) 
I was always rooting for her because I feel like the way they set her up, like they, like we, at first the author wanted us to feel for her and have like some sort of like compassion yeah. for her. And so I always was hoping for something that was not ever going to happen. So. Yeah. I was definitely hoping for her to, you know, kind of change, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then how did you feel about Kelly and Amir's relationship? Like any point in the book? Yeah, I really enjoyed it at the beginning and I felt like he was like a good happy ending potentially for her and something that she deserved um, because he seemed to treat her well and seemed to really care about her and I felt happy. And then at the end, it just was so disappointing. Yeah, I felt better about his relationship with Amira than I did with Alex. Yeah. Um, I thought that, you know, Amira was excited about him. She was happy when she was with him. Mm -hmm. um, made her feel good. And I don't think he necessarily was like a bad character, but he definitely had some real flaws, which you find out in the end. Yeah. Um, but overall, I don't think he was terrible. Oh. As terrible as Alex, at least. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he was malicious. Yeah, I don't think he was malicious either. But then again, I don't know if Alex was technically malicious either, but she was just so soaked up into like her own. Yeah like privilege basically that that's how she acted yeah they both had this like ignorance is bliss blind yeah. on them um throughout the book alex was very desperate to cross the line of employer into friend with amira if you were amira would where would you have drawn the line yeah i am very like <laughs> business is one category outside of business pleasure is another and I don't like crossing that line whatsoever in most instances um so I feel like in that situation I would have drawn a much stricter line than Amira did but especially now that I have children and I have a babysitter as being the parent like I would have questioned everything like oh if she took a glass of wine oh do you do this often no like because you care so much about your kids, it's just kind of like nature. Not that I want to like harass someone in that way, but it's just, it's such a hard, fine line between like babysitter, someone that watches your kids as solely responsible for your whole world, you know? So I feel like this is just such a hard thing. So in typical, like if you have a sales job, which is nothing, like there's nothing at stake, then yeah, business and pleasure can kind of inter intertwine. But for this instance, I think that I would have drawn it at the wine scene with Alex and Amira. Like, no, that's just not, no. Hard. Yeah, work. I feel like that was def that's definitely the part where I would draw the line too. I tend to be more of like a people pleaser and I don't feel like, in the beginning, it didn't seem like Alex crossed many lines. Like she was just, it seemed very um, innocent what Alex was doing in the beginning and I think I would have probably kind of fallen for that kind of like how Amira did like she didn't give away too much information about herself she was just yeah being nice honestly like she yeah. really enjoyed babysitting the, the child Briar and she just wanted to just have a smooth um day at the job basically and that's probably how I would have been too up until like the wine stuff just because I would have been like, this just feels like kind of inappropriate to be and drinking pushed. with my boss. Yeah. yeah. I do feel like you have to be personable enough and give enough information about yourself <clears throat> for your boss to trust you and to like 
Yeah. Like there's just like such a fine line. Um, but I feel like once you get past the point where they do trust you and like they know you on a personal level, like it could be there the line can be stricter of like this is just business. Yeah. Um what did you think about the reveal that Kelly was Alex's ex? Whew, this was the drama I needed in this book. Like <laughs> it just at first I was like, where is this going? What is happening? And then once that happened, I was like, ah, here we are. And I cannot wait to see how this plays out. And it added the spice that I needed. But then again, I really hurt for Amira. Like it really, I putting myself in her shoes. I couldn't, I don't know how I would have felt. Well, the, she was very mature in the situation. So she handled it well. And she felt the way she, an immature adult would have felt. But um in my instance, I just felt hurt for her. Yeah, I felt really bad that she was about to find out this like big piece of information. And I was kind of worried about how she was going to respond to it. Cause it's like, well, it was like 15 years ago. Like, do you dump Kelly over it? Do you stop working for Alex, even though you love her child? Yeah. I don't know. I just kind of felt like she was stuck in a position that you really don't think you're going to be stuck in, yeah. you know? And that it was Thanksgiving and the way that this was all told to her, like, was such a shit show. Mm -hmm. I felt so horrible for her that, like, that awkward of an instance was And all of Alex's friends were, like, in on it, kind of. Like, after they, after Alex filled them in, like, it just kind of felt like Amira was on the outside and I just felt really bad. She already felt like the odd man out at this Thanksgiving dinner with all of Alex's friends. And then this happened on top of that. So it's, like, this, like, double whammy. She already didn't really want to go anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that reminds me, speaking of Thanksgiving, did you think it was weird that, okay, so the reason she couldn't go see her family Mm -hmm. um, was because of the snow. Did you think it was weird that they were taking a plane from Philly to Maryland? They did? That that was very much so driving distance. That was why she stayed behind for Thanksgiving, because her plane got canceled because of the snow. But the book takes place in Philly, and her, in the beginning, it says that she grew up in Maryland. Like, why would you fly from Philly to Maryland? But if it was snowing, she couldn't have driven. That's true, but why did she have a plane ticket in the first place? I mean, I've, I'm from Texas and Austin, and I've, I've flown to Dallas before. Okay, like okay. a couple hours. Like if you want to get I there, I don't know. I saw that part, and I was like, "That's weird." I think if you want to get there quickly, like I wanted to get to Dallas to be there like quicker. Obviously, three hour drive, one hour flight. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay, I get that. <laughs> I mean, typically that's not normal, but yeah, that is a little bit. I can see, but. I can see either side. Yeah, seems a little excessive. Yeah. Um, do you feel like Alex was wronged by Kelly? Well, it depends on how you view the ending and how it played out. Like, I think <laughs> if Alex truly told these people... This is just such a, a dense topic. Because I feel like if he told these people about this party... It can go either way. Like, yeah, that can be wrong in some instances. But then again, you're a teenager who makes stupid mistakes who just wants to have fun. Also, if this is the night that he planned on, like, having intimacy with his girlfriend for the first time, that seems more insensitive, too. So it just, like, depends Mm -hmm. on, like, how we want to see this play out. I think that if, if he didn't tell these people or if he didn't know what was going to happen with Alex that night, it just... 
it's just so complicated. But overall, I think that you're teenagers and you do stupid things and this happened 15 years ago. So the past is the past. Like, stop beating the dead horse. Yeah, I like there was a part in the book where it kind of left us like on a little bit of a cliffhanger before the next chapter. And it was kind of like talking about like this awful thing that Kelly did to Alex. And I was like, oh, my God, what did he do? Like, yeah, what kind of monster is this? And now he's going to be with Amira like oh no, I have to save her. Like, you know, and then just to find out that he just like those people from the school came to Alex's house. It just seemed like, yeah. mm, I don't think Alex was really, I mean, it sucked on her end, but I just don't feel like it was like as bad as I thought it was going to be. Or maybe I just read like really dramatic books all the other time. So I was just prepared (laughs) for something like crazy, you know, I could see if like, I don't think it's that bad. If this is like you're losing your virginity and that's like this like huge thing that is a huge thing. And in your mind you have it going this certain way and then that happens. I can yeah. see that as a big deal. Not something to harp over for 15 years. But yeah, I, I do see the no. like the sensitivity in that. But maybe more so like the sensitivity of like her being mistreated the rest of high school. That's hard. Yeah, that was definitely unfair. That is unfair. And, but then it's also unfair to judge someone on high school things. So it's like, mm-hmm. which is worse? I don't know. Yeah, there were a lot of people in the wrong, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> nothing but, no, Amira was perfect. She did nothing wrong. She will, yeah. She will never do like anything here. wrong. <laughs> I also, I really liked Amira and her friends together. Like, I just yes. thought they were just like such a cute, like, yeah. Like the friends, I mean, they like talked to each other and hung out and stuff. Oh. Um, did you believe that Kelly never received Alex's letter? Obviously we found out at the end that he didn't receive it, but like up until that point, what did you think about his like truthfulness about receiving the letter or not? I honestly didn't believe him. Like as a high school boy that only typically cares about one thing, one thing. And Mm -hmm. then his friends is the second thing. I was like, Oh, he probably planned on this and then that. And I just, I just didn't believe him. Yeah, I... But it's hard. I don't know. I don't know. I, like, kind of wanted to believe him just because I liked him more than Alex throughout the book. So I needed someone to be at least, like, a little bit redeeming. Yeah. But, um... I don't... I kind of felt like when he told her that, like, you know, I didn't receive it. Like, I think that she should have just kind of believed him. Like, why... Drop it yeah okay why would he lie about that you know yeah and then obviously at the end we find out that he really didn't receive it um which i was kind of wondering like how exactly did those boys find the address then but if she was this like popular girl in this like rich house wouldn't they have been able to find it like was it that hard to think that they could have just found it already and if Kelly said he was going there. Wouldn't they have incentive to find it? I don't know. It could be. I just thought that it was weird that, like, the letter that she wrote to Kelly was, like, folded up in between the two lockers. Yeah. Like, someone had to write it, I feel like, and just fold, refolded it up or something. And just or maybe not. Up? I don't know. I don't think so. I don't. If I found the letter in my locker, it would have been, like, gone. Like, I wouldn't have just, I wouldn't have take, ever taken the time. To put it back yeah. for no for someone to find. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. 
I think that they didn't find it. And I think that people are smart and they'll figure things out. They just figured it out on their own. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so overall, what is your final rating of such a fun age? I would give it a four. I love the themes. In the beginning, I hated the end because it didn't give me exactly what I wanted, which was more of a happy ending. But now I appreciate the ending, and after, especially after discussing it with you. Um, I think the writing could have just given a little more oomph. I kind of lost me in a few places where I, I could have been drawn in more, but I did really enjoy the book, and I love the themes, and I would recommend it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I gave it a five on Goodreads. Um but obviously Goodreads doesn't do decimals. So I think I would probably give it a 4.5. Um, I thought it was great. I love the way that the author, her like writing style was great. I love yeah. the dialogue that she used. Um, I do wish it kind of had like a little bit more oomph, but then also at the same time, I feel like she was kind of writing something that was realistic and kind of wanted the reader to remember that this is a realistic thing that happens sometimes. Yeah. And I don't know. I but for the sake of like reading a book where you're like kind of wanting a little bit more drama, like yeah, I think I wanted just a tiny, tiny bit more. But overall, I really liked it. Um, yeah, it's my do you, fault. Would you recommend this to your friend? Yes, it's my fault probably for reading books that are more dramatic and more unrealistic <laughs> because that's now my expectation. But I appreciate this for what it is, and I would recommend it. I think anyone, I think everyone and anyone should read it because it the themes. And the lessons and the realisticness of it are just, it's just great. Yeah, I would recommend it to pretty much anyone also. (laughs) I thought it was really good. I think everyone could definitely learn something, read this um, and take something away from it. Um, And then lastly, we just want to remind everyone what our February book of the month is. We chose Reminders of Him by Colleen Hoover. So we hope that you'll, (laughs) we hope that you'll read along with us. Or if you've already read it, we hope that you'll um, let us know what you think. We'll be doing another book club uh, meeting podcast at the end of February, where we'll talk talk to you guys about all of our thoughts and feelings about that book yes um do you have anything else that you want to add i just want to say any comments any questions that you have about our book this month such a fun age please leave it in the comments below or find us on instagram best friends and their books um yeah just follow along on our journey of this this new bookgram and follow along every month bye bye (laughs) Yeah. <laughs>